Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. The world premiere of Sheila, collaboratively devised and performed by the company The Associates, takes place in the aftermath of a long silence between two friends and comes at an important moment where the company is exploring, as they put it, the outrageous paradox of female existence in this country. I sat down with a few of The Associates after a recent performance of Sheila to chat about it. Take a listen. Uh, please tell me who you are and what you did on this here show. I'm Peregrine Hurd, and I played Mary. I'm Lauren LaRocca, and I played Gloria. And I'm Jamal Abdunasser. I was the director. Of what show? Sheila! <laughs> we said it like it was a new musical, but it is not. <laughs> <laughs> there is no exclamation point at the end of it. But you two did harmonize there, which was very great. Um, <laughs> very insane. So uh, how do you describe Sheila? When you tell people come to see Sheila, what is Sheila? Mm. Who is Sheila? Don't, no spoilers, please. Is you think it's giving you away too much? I like to describe it as a bit of a, a waking nightmare. That's sort of how I thought of it while we were shaping it. And I like to keep it um, simple like that, but there's, there's certainly much more to it, yeah. We devised it. That's one way to talk mm -hmm. about yeah. it. Yeah. That it's written by the company, which is five of us. And, and why so did you create a waking nightmare then? Well, <laughs> I mean, one of the things that's part of our Mission statement. Mission statement is um, exploring taboo, uh, exploring the, this might be pulling from an old mission statement, but I still think it holds <laughs> the intersection or the meeting of the sort of mundane everyday with something that's a little more grotesque, a little more nightmarish. And I think f for me too, in the theater, you very rarely get to see things that are uh, a little bit scary without being over the top. And I find that if something is a little bit frightening, it makes you sit up a little more and pay attention. And just just the structure of this piece and the way it's written is very sort of subtle. And I think uh, having elements of fear help people really focus a little bit more. And, it, and it, I think it's it helps for sure, yeah. Yeah, and we knew we were gonna write a play about women and it wasn't gonna be, um, What's that play Steel that Magnolia. I was gonna? Yeah, it wasn't gonna <laughs> yeah. be Steel Magnolias. Was it gonna be that play? So, and right. it was gonna be it was gonna be closer to Top Girls. And like, mm -hmm. I will never forget the first time I read Top Girls. I was reading the scene where they're in the, like the makeshift tent in the backyard talking about their period blood. And I remember reading it, not understanding. I was just like, I don't understand. Is this funny? Is this scary? Is it weird? Is it dramatic? Yeah. I just didn't know the tone. I'd never seen Churchill, and I couldn't understand. And um, I think this play has that kind of unnerving quality of talking about truths, being uncomfortable, being aware that there's something bigger going on around these women mm -hmm. that they can't control or put their finger on. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and yet there's so much in the minutia of the way they relate to each other that is frustratingly human right, and, right, right, and right. funny. Yeah, yeah. because right. it's, like, it's a character drama in that mm -hmm. sense as yeah. well. You have these two women seeing each other for the first time in a long time. Right. And who who are they to each other? We slowly find out as it unravels. Um, how it's Speaking of how it unravels, like how did you piece this together? You, you alluded this to this a little bit in your talk mm -hmm. back, um, but it sounds like there's a ton of improvisation going on. Um, having devised work through improv as well. Um, I'm really curious to know how you did it and uh, if you spent as much time transcribing as I did. 
Yes. <laughs> lots and lots of yeah. transcription. Yeah, we usually, we, we begin a lot of our ideas for plays by improvising or independently creating a piece that we'll share with the group, and then we will all improvise on the thought that that, that whoever came in with. Before we even go to mm-hmm. that, because I do want, I'd hate to interrupt your thought, but I'm sure. curious, like, how did you even get that, did, what was mm-hmm. the germ that gave you something to even come in with? We started, uh, uh, definitely the idea was only women on stage, and we started uh, this two years ago with pictures, photographs, and uh, there was an interview process with the photograph. We just answered a series of questions as the person in that photograph, Ah, and a few characters we felt were really compelling. And so that was your prompt. Photographs were your prompt to yes. find characters right. yes. that would then be characters to investigate. Yeah. Because we knew we wanted to start this play, the work on this play, from a character-driven place. Yeah. So we went straight to images and yeah. image work. And for example, Gloria was among those images and, and Mary was not. Oh, right. Okay. But Mary, Mary was the was result a sort of... of tertiary character in Gloria's life, this, this character who came out of the photograph. And... Um, that's perfect. So, yeah. Okay, now now back to where I cut you yeah. off from. Yeah. So so you're in in the room. People bring in ideas, or like you do these improvisations with these characters that you have. Yeah. Then what? I think we'll we'll watch the improvisation, and then as soon as that's finished, we will all discuss and discuss and discuss what we saw, what we individually interpreted, and then we'll take a nugget from that. We'll say, yeah, that's a really interesting story idea, and then we'll take that home with us. Um, and then sometimes we will all write independently on that nugget nice. and share it, and we all have five different versions of that, and then we just distill, 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 distill until we have the piece at the end. Yeah, I mean, I think what we found out about ourselves is that we write almost as much as we create in the room, mm-hmm. that we all find a lot of value in like putting down ideas on paper, proposals on paper, and... Jamel happens to work a lot in stage directions and I happen to work a lot in action and then there's like dialogue Mm -hmm. people um, so that there's a lot of ingredients but then yeah we mentioned this in the talk back like for the improvs the important thing is being able for everyone to jump into the various characters Um, and so this play used to have more characters now it has two we've all played both of those characters different points. And when you said everyone in the room, who, who is everyone? Is it all of the associates or is it, uh, and, and who, how many associates are not at this table? <laughs> there are five associates, so Emily Stout and Casey Worthington aren't at this table. Um, and yeah, we our rehearsal process for the four years we've been in existence has been Sundays from 10 to 2. Um, for this play, once we had secured ART New York theaters, we were like, okay, we got a deadline now. Let's yeah. um, get it going. So we had a workshop and we got a lot of audience feedback. And then we had a proper rehearsal period when actually it was Jamel and Lauren and I in the room a lot of the time just working mm-hmm. these two-person scenes with mm-hmm. our awesome stage manager, Emily Fisher. I mean, the team got very intimate yeah. really fast. Yeah. yeah. And- and uh, also during those two years, we've had other non-associate collaborators, associates of the associates, come in <laughs> and play with us and explore and bring in their ideas, um, most notably of whom is um, Gina DeMay, who is uh, very instrumental in creating characters that are no longer in this piece. Yeah, characters who bit the dust. But yeah. characters who I, I'm sure 
They influenced the story. Yes. Yeah, definitely. They, they, yeah, they affected the world that we. For sure. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we had this image. We had this vision of the play in three acts with women in '59, '87, and 2017. Wow. Um, there are very different styles um, associated with each act and each pair of women. So the triptych has yeah. begun, and y'all y'all got to make the next. Two parts, right? <laughs> I think that's still on the table. Yeah, there were two oh, characters. Oh, I was totally just kidding. Like, <laughs> I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I do. Uh, we, we spent so much time with the four other characters that were in this play that they each, uh, they still are in my mind for well, sure. Yeah, one or two of them is going to show up to 10 o'clock Sunday brunch at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's possible. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's so nice that you call it brunch. No, we're just in a rehearsal room, like stuffing <laughs> yeah. bagels in our mouths, being like, "Sorry, I didn't get coffee before." <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change our process too because you know this once a week devising, as you can imagine, takes a long time since you're taking six days off. It does, yeah. but it does mean that you have a consistent date, which yes. is actually it's true. Pretty handy, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of the world of the play, something that was very intriguing to me, and you don't have your designers here, but mm-hmm. um, I work in the audio medium, as you can tell, right. and the sound of the play was really, really fascinating. Um, Mark Van Hare. Talk yeah. to me about how that worked for the associates. Is this, I mean, he's not an associate. Uh, he is a designer. Uh, how, how do you? That, that felt so important to the world of the play for me. Um, and uh, again, because I'm a very aural person, uh, I would guess that for people who are more visual, this set is actually very important as well. We're yeah. sitting on it uh, right now. Um, so, being so company driven in terms of how you create the piece, what is your process then like to bring in these outside artistic collaborators to design the world of the play? Can you talk a little about a little bit about that? Yeah. So we some of the designers have been attached to the project longer than others. Mark, the sound designer, actually was the last to jump on. Um, but we approached them with just the basic gut feelings we have about the world, but we expressed to them that we do everything very collaboratively and we wanted their insights. I mean, some of them have been on the project before it was even a solid finalized thing. So much of the play was shaped by their ideas. Um, And so with sound, we explained, uh, one of the things that I explained to him was that Gloria has returned to this place for the first time in many, many years as an adult woman. The last time she was here, she was not an adult. And we were, I was really interested in the sounds that she may be heightened, uh, heightened sensitivity to certain sounds that represent this sort of structured world. And he really ran with that and also created this soundscape for the times when she was on stage that are a little more cerebral. And um, Oh my gosh, and just now that you've mentioned Sheila, I mean, mm-hmm. Isabel Kohler, our costume designer, yeah. we had a night, a vision of the way someone might appear to you in a dream or a nightmare that is uncannily, disconcertingly. And she listened to us and she did research that we were all just like, wow, you just brought us six images of completely different things that are spot on. And then she like built dresses by hand. I mean, we're in the 80s, so Laura and I got Mm -hmm. to wear the clothes. Um, But Isabel has seen so many rehearsals and she's been amongst us for so long. Um, it's been a complete delight, and I think that we are always, you know, 
hoping against hope that the designers will want the kind of collaboration that we have with each other. Yeah. But designers live, a, as you know, like such a different lifestyle than actors. Um, and they are more itinerant among mm -hmm. pro between projects. So so the fact that these, these six um, were able to commit to us and see it through is really meaningful. Awesome. For sure, yeah. yeah. Our lighting designers are a pair, Isabel and, or sorry, Tyler first and Vicky Bain, and they go way back. And Tyler yeah. came to us through Vicky in 2014 and lit our first bare bones workshop. I mean, and now we're in the ART New York theaters, which is like, you want 500 LEDs? Like, go for it. <laughs> so it just, it feels good to come a long way with them. Yeah. So what's next for the associates? I mean, I, I did joke about this uh, <laughs> triptych, but um, it, are there plans for anything in particular next, or is it just... Uh, we'll see you on Sunday, and uh, what do we do now? Yeah, I, I think we're, we'll take, when the show comes down, mm -hmm. we'll take a brief hiatus. And Karen's we'll, going to India. She's going to India. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we'll all get back together post-mortem this process, and then start plans for what the next project is and right. what the next year or two years looks like. Which My goes back to... Held. Well, my deeply held dream uh -huh. is that we tour this outside of New York right. because I think it's written for people who don't take feminism for granted and it's written for people who's, you know, have Trump voters in their home or are Trump voters um, and who would see these women's choices and respond with something other than intellectual curiosity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it has deep resonance and emotional um, strings are being pulled that would twang differently in the middle of the country. Um, so we would love, we all met in Actors Theater of Louisville. We would love yeah. to go to Kentucky. I mean, I'm from DC, DC would be great too. Emily's from Colorado. I mean, the, the, the possibilities are endless. The production of a tour would be a new thing for us. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever you decide, best of luck with it and broken legs. Thank you. Um, Thank you. The show is Sheila. We're at ART New York on West 53rd Street at 10th Ave. And uh, y'all run through when? January 27th. Awesome. So tickets and more information can be found at? www.theassociatestheater.com. R-E-R-E-R. E-R. We're Americans. E <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for doing this, y'all. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Jamel, Lauren, and Peregrine for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch The Associates' Sheila at the ARTNY Gural Theater, 502 West 53rd Street in Manhattan through January 27th, 2018. Head to theassociatestheater.com, that's theater with an E-R, for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please give it a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. Thank you yes, for taking please. the time and making this day super late. Yeah. So.